This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm guessing there was a point in time, probably 85, 86, if you dropped into Baseball City down in Orlando at Kansas City Royals camp, you'd have heard a mitt popping and said, who's that? And it would have been David Cohn lighting up people's uh, eyes. Yeah. And uh, Coney, uh, Coney, Coney found the daylight savings time, and he found the phone, and uh, kind enough to hop on with us today uh, after a long day doing a game yesterday at the Yes Network. Uh, Coney, Sweeney and Ed, how you doing? Doing good, guys. You're right. Got, got, uh, yeah, you got, got a little turnover <laughs> on, on the clock. <laughs> Dude, we caught you there. <laughs> Uh, well, that's okay. what happens when you work at a bar, you know. It's like you're you're working from a bar. That's a pretty good and and you asked and you shall receive. Rotoware got your Coney Speakeasy shirt within hours of you dropping that yesterday. Yeah, they are amazing. That group. They, he actually was watching the game. They were watching the game at the time, and uh, so yeah, they got right on it. Uh, they're pretty. Pretty remarkable, huh? And you know, I got the Studio 21 for Paul O'Neill last year, and I guess I got a little jealous. So, you know, I asked for <laughs> They got it for me. Nice. Nice. That works out great. Hey, uh, what, uh, you know, one of the questions we have about the Yankees, you've seen a couple of these guys, you know, Tyone, Kluber, can they stay healthy? You know, Kluber threw yesterday. What are your early impressions on these guys? It, you know, I think so far so good, really. I mean, you, you the Yankees couldn't uh, have asked for anything more up to this point. Um, they both look like they're going to be ready to go. You know, I, I actually thought, you know, Sweeney, that maybe Jamison Tyone might need a little more time. They might go a little slower with him after the Tommy John surgery, a second. Mm-hmm. You know, I really felt like Coy Kluber was a little further along uh, because he had more time to rehab, and his injury was a little different. Um, you know, the Terry's major injury that Kluber had, is more in the lat muscle. It's not part of the rotator cuff muscles. So it takes a little longer to heal. But once that injury is healed, pitchers that have had that injury have a really good track record of being full strength and coming back. And I think Kluber is that. And, you know, judging by his stuff yesterday, uh, he looks really sharp. I mean, his fastball, he didn't have his normal command that he usually does. But the spin on his slider, which is his best pitch and always has been, you know, legendary uh, stuff in terms of the spin on his breaking ball, uh, it's there. Uh, The measurements are all there. You know, nowadays, obviously, you can measure spin rate and you can look with the eye test on what kind of break his slider is getting. It's all there. He's passed all the tests. And uh, yesterday, I was really impressed with the spin on his breaking stuff. 
Coney, we, we talked about this a lot off a 60-game season last year and uh, innings and uh, and workloads for, for pitchers this year. I, I, I don't know where you sit on that with, with some guys. You know, Kluber and Ty, Tyone obviously have, have not pitched a lot recently, but they're – you know, there were a lot of guys who had shortened workloads and some young pitchers who, uh, you know, had, had shorter workloads than, than usual. How, how, how do you view that playing out this year when you're, you're asking guys to, to hopefully approach, not the, not the aces, but other guys hopefully approach 200 innings or so? Yeah, Ed, you, know, I, you know, I've always been a firm believer, even going back to my Mets days, uh, back in the 80s and in, in, in talking to Mel Stoudemire, the great pit, the great late great mm-hmm. pitching coach for the Mets and the Yankees. And we all believe, we believe uh, you know, firmly that the best way you can protect a pitcher, uh, and that goes for this year as well, even more importantly, is to give them extra rest in between starts. And if that means you do a six-man rotation here and there, or if you do spot starters, or if you have extra starters ready to go, and you can give your horses, a, you know, skip a start or give them extra days in between starts. To me, that's the best way you can protect against injury uh, for these players. You know, we know from medical data uh, that's been done by guys like uh, Dr. James Andrews in Birmingham, Alabama, one of the best uh, orthopedic surgeons in the world and knows a lot about pitching arms, that the precursor to injury is fatigue. And when pitchers get tired, when they get worn down a little bit, that's when they're more susceptible to injury. And the best way to, to protect against fatigue is extra rest between starts, you know, and that's that's what I believe. That's what I experienced as a major league pitcher for all those years. Uh, so I think that's going to have to be the key this year. And even if certain pitchers are saying, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, you're going to have to say, well, you're going to skip a start or you're going to miss it. You're going to get a couple extra days in between your starts, and we're going to use the spot starter to kind of push everybody back here and there and pick your spots and you know for me that's one of that's probably the best weapon you have to to, to guard against injuries or to guard against fatigue for some of these pitchers especially the starters yeah no it, no it's sensible and uh, I, let me ask you this off of that though you because guys like DeGrom and Cole I'm going to assume are, are going to want to take the ball every five days and go out there that's what they are they're horses they're aces um so does that mean maybe you know dropping in guys you know behind them on the rotation to to rest some other guys instead of maybe a pure six-man rotation that kind of thing absolutely yeah yeah i think the problem is is that uh you know when you have jacob Degrom or garrett cole you're right you you want them pitching as much as you can uh they're they're the aces of your staff. They're paid accordingly. Uh, yes, you, you're going to let them run a little longer, a little more slack on the leash, so to speak. But mm-hmm. even with those guys, I would be careful because the ramp-up this year uh, is different than anything they've ever faced before because of last year. And you sometimes you need to protect pitchers from themselves. They may say all the right things and say they're doing fine and I want the ball. But at the same time, you're gonna you're gonna have to make that decision for them at times in order to protect them and pick pick some spots to give them extra rest as well. Gotcha. We're talking with David Cohn from the Yes Network, Sweeney Murdy, Ed Coleman here on the fan. Yankee baseball coming up at twelve fifty five. Radio only today. Uh, Yankees and Blue Jays here. Uh, you know, Coney, you threw a split and a really good one. Uh, what do you think of the one Chapman's throwing now? Well, it's better. It's much better this year than it was last year. And, you know, Sweeney, I kind of freaked out when I saw it last year the first time. I <laughs> yeah. he broke it out. And I said, that's not that, – what, what was that? Uh, you know, he, Chapman has that ability. He really does. And I think of people who know 
his career or follow, have followed his career early on know that uh, there was a debate on whether he was going to be a starter or not or whether he should have been used as a starter uh, because he does have that ability to, to, to throw two or three different pitches, maybe even four different pitches. He's got to change up too. It's the first time we've seen the splitter. It's getting better. He's been working on it all winter. There's nothing better for a pitcher when you learn a new grip or a new pitch. It's like a new toy that you can't stay away from. You know, you just can't wait to use it. That's the way he is right now, and that's the way it looks during the game. He threw several of them. Uh, the, the, the bottom is dropping out of this pitch for him. Uh, it's going to be a real swing and miss pitch for him. It's going to up his strikeout numbers, and it's going to take a lot of pressure off of his fastball as he loses velocity, which every pitcher does. As you age, you're going to lose a mile per hour here or there over the years, and he has. And uh, Even though it's still a very good fastball that he throws, but it's not 105 like it used to be. And uh, Obviously, with that trend, uh, the splitter is only, only going to help him moving forward. Speaking of, uh, of new, have you noticed a, a new Gary Sanchez this year or not? You know, it, he looks a little more relaxed this spring. He certainly has something to prove. Uh, you know, I, I, that had to really burn him last year when he got benched in the playoffs in the postseason. Yeah. And it really has to burn him the numbers that he had last year and all those strikeouts. Uh, yes, he does look different this year. It's spring training. We'll see how it goes. But you can't help but notice that uh, everybody that talks about Gary Sanchez talks about his work ethic. You know, uh, to me, it's been he's been unfairly portrayed as maybe not caring or or maybe not trying hard enough or 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 whatnot, and that's not fair. That's totally unfair. He worked as hard as anybody. He tries as hard as anybody. He wants it as bad as anybody. So uh, yes, you've seen a little fire in him this spring. He looks good. Uh, his at bats look better. He's not striking out on you know on quick at bats like we saw last year. He had a lot of quick at bats last year that were three or four pitches in the strikeout. Uh, we saw an at bat yesterday where he actually battled back for both two. He battled mm-hmm. and battled and had a really long at bat. And he looks more confident. He looks better. We'll see how that translates into the regular season. But uh, good signs in spring training for Sanchez. You know his his leg kick has always been there and it's pretty pronounced. And he talked a lot about timing, but you know as you know as a guy who you know uh, you know pitched to guys like that, is it is it easy to exploit somebody who you know leans on that leg kick a lot for for their timing? He he will get challenged a lot with fastballs up, and that's the thing we saw last year, Sweeney. And I know you you've talked about it. Anybody who's been around baseball, you can see it. You know you don't have to be an expert in baseball. You don't have to be a hitting coach or a major league player to see what happened last year with Sanchez. He swung through a lot of fastballs. He was late. Fastballs elevated up in the zone. Fastballs in. Can exploit that leg kick if his timing is off. And uh, that's what uh, Paul O'Neill talked about a lot, that his timing looked off and he needed to get that, that leg kick down, get the foot down, as they say. A lot of handy coaches talk about getting the, the lead foot down quicker and there's all sorts of little tells along the way that you can see, but yes, Sweeney, that that's something that, as I see as a pitcher, that yeah, I would challenge him up and in all day long until he proved that, that he was going to either lay off of it or or hit it. And uh, you know, in the spring so far, we've seen him still swing and miss here and there, but uh, we've also seen him, you know, battle through some of those pitches and not swing a lot, as many of those pitches and uh, actually hit a few of those pitches a long way. So. Yeah. Yes, uh, he, he looks like he looks like a different guy this spring. So I'm sure everybody's excited that that have 
that has worked with him and, you know, certainly the front office and the organization itself from top to bottom really, uh, really has to feel good about Gary Sanchez so far. David Cohn is uh, David Cohn is our guest. Uh, Ed Coleman, Sweeney Murray here on the fan note. I, Coney, I've lost my fastball. You mentioned before that uh, you know velocity ticks down. So explain Jacob Degrom yes. to me. <laughs> you can't. You cannot explain Jacob, Jacob Degrom. You just really can't. He's just uh, that good of an athlete. You know, real very underrated athlete in my mind. Long and lean and so strong. Uh, deceptively strong, uh, wiry strong. So yes, he, he is, you know, Jacob deGrom is turning into one of those pitchers, you know, those franchise type pitchers that you really can't compare to. He's in his own category. You know, Nolan Ryan was in his own category. Tom Seaver was in his own category. Jacob deGrom is entering into his own category at this point. And, and, uh, where he ends up, uh, you know, it's fun to watch because he's such a great guy. The person, but the, but the type of pitching he's doing now, and and uh, where is the ceiling for Jacob Degrom? I mean, best pitcher in the National League isn't high enough. You know, he's looking for another big. It looks like at this point. So, uh, you know, it's it's just uh, it's really fun to watch somebody uh, like him. So, such a good person that's worked so hard, continue to get better, continue to stay hungry, and also at the same time, it's sort of like throwing a ball 102 miles an hour. You just can't explain that. That's just. That's just, he's an athletic marvel. His synchronicity of his delivery, the way he throws the ball, his underrated athleticism, you know, he, he really is smart. Yeah. No, I, I think you hit it on the head. You, you know, what's kind of amazing is that, you know, that when you look at the Nolan Ryans everyone, and a lot of other pitchers, even Garrett Cole, you know, they were pitchers. Uh, you know, Jacob was, was a shortstop for a long time and then came in at, you know, 26. So it, it's not exactly the, 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 proper career path you know to being the dominant pitcher that he is right now which kind of makes it even more amazing yeah it's a great point ed uh and that that really you know that that's a big part of the story because you know that's that that explains why he continues to get better why his delivery continues to get better you know and there's certain things as a pitcher that you can only learn for yourself on the mound mm-hmm. and and you could see him evolve over the years and that his delivery and the way he throws the baseball not so much, you know, in terms of confidence, although that's there, but in terms of efficiency of his delivery allows him to, to get that extra mile per hour, you know, miles per hour on his fastball, continues to improve. Uh, you know, to me, that, that, that goes right to the heart of what you're saying, Ed, in terms of, you know what, yeah, he's still coming into his own. He's still figuring things out as he goes along. And, uh, you know, a lot of that has to do with experience, and a lot of it has to do with, you know what, this guy's figured things out on his own and uh, has taken it out there and improved his game uh, by things he's learned uh, completely by himself on the mound. A couple more minutes with David Cohn from the Yes Network. Uh, Sweeney Murdy, Ed Coleman here on Sunday morning. Hope you all remembered to move your clocks ahead or at least check your phones that the clocks were, were moved ahead. It's, uh, it's challenged all of us at one time or another, right? Um, hey, Coney, when, when you think about what you know, the Mets are exciting this year, right? They've got the best pitcher maybe in the National League. The Yankees have Garrett Cole. Um, I think we have to wait for the season to play out a little bit, but you know, we can kind of start dreaming about the idea maybe that, 
both teams are in the postseason and the Subway Series is in the mix. Um, you got to experience the 2001. You got to experience kind of the run-up to it, too. A lot of excitement from, you know, 97, 98, 99 until it finally happened. Um, what's, the, what's the feeling like, you know, watching the other team all season long and kind of thinking about the idea that, hey, we're good, they're good, this could happen. And, and you play a couple of regular season games, too, to kind of, kind of fuel that. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, I, I remember being a part of the first regular season Subway Series back in 1997, and it was wild. Uh, you know, Yankee Stadium had half Met fans in that. You know, and uh, it, it was just, uh, it was incredible. I remember actually pitching in that first weekend series, and uh, like nothing I had ever experienced. You know, I played on both sides of town. I played at Chase Stadium for the Mets and yeah. played at Yankee Stadium for the Yankees, So, but I had never seen... You know, either stadium half full with uh, with the other fans. So that's what sub- the Subway Series has brought. Uh, it will give us a, a taste of it again when the Yankees and Mets uh, meet up. But there is something different now going on with the Mets. It's undeniable. The new ownership group and, you know, Mr. Cohen has brought on an excitement to that fan base uh, that has well-deserved and they have been longing for for a long time. So I don't think it's just this year. Yes, there's a chance this year that the Yankees and Mets could go very deep into the postseason and potentially meet, but this feels like uh, this is going to be an every-year thing, uh, that uh, the resources are going to be put into the Mets now that are similar to the resources that are put into the Yankees. So so for the first time, you feel like they're almost on an even playing field from an ownership standpoint, and that changes everything in my mind. So my experience, that this changes everything. Hey Dave, the the National League East is uh, is is a tough division for for the Mets. I, I wondered with the Yankees and the AL East, who who's who do you think is the biggest threat coming into this season? You know, Ed, it's still the Rays. You know, every year we talk about the Tampa Bay Rays and we underestimate them, and we talk about small market and they're you know balling on a budget is is kind of their motto down there and. Uh, and, and every year they surprise us, and it's going to be no different this year because of their farm system. They have the best farm system in all of baseball or certainly at, near, at or near the top of all of baseball in their farm system talent. The number one prospect at all the whole game, Juan DeFranco, is a member of the Rays farm system, and they're probably going to break through at some point this year, and they have a bunch of arms down there too that are on the way. So uh, it's still the Rays for me uh, because of that farm system, because of their pipeline. Uh, the Blue Jays are scary to me as well. The Blue Jays are enormously talented with uh, some great young players, including a trio of former big league uh, ball player fathers uh, that, that, that are uh, all there. And, and you know, Vladimir Vladdy Jr., Biggio, and certainly, uh, you know, um, uh, Bichette. Those three yep, guys are, are yep. just amazing, young, talented players. Uh, there's more on the way. They had a big offseason. Uh, they are a sleeping giant. The, the Toronto Blue Jays are a sleeping giant. You know, that Toronto owns the, the country of Canada. The whole country is behind that team. And uh, that's why they, you know, that, that ownership is trying to make a statement. That's why they spent, probably overspent, to get George Springer up there. They've had a hard time in Toronto getting free agents to, to take their money and go north yeah. of the border. Yeah. And uh, they're willing to go the extra mile to do it. They did this year. They're going to continue to do that. They have tremendous resources. The Blue Jays are a scary team, too, as well, in, in my mind. Uh, so, yes, uh, it's the Rays and the Blue Jays, you know, one and 1A. But 
you know, and you know, Ed, I, I still think, you know, at the end of the day, the Rays and, and they just yeah. there's something about the Rays and the yeah. Yankees. You know, they're they're they're, they're yeah. they are the thorn in in their in their shoe right now. I'm with you on the Rays because I feel like you know you know if if they have a pitcher like Blake Snell on an affordable contract, or they have Charlie Morton who is available who is available again on you know a reasonable deal, and they decide that they can do without you know it's it's not as simple as cost cutting you know you have to start thinking because you watch them in action what do they know that we don't you know what do they have still coming they can afford to let these guys go because they know they still have some good talent and can compete so uh, until I see them fall off I'm not ready to count them out i think they're you know they're they're the they're the smart ones in the game and i feel like uh, you kind of have to wonder what they you know let them show their cards before we decide they're they're in or they're out um i want to ask you one other thing about the yankees uh david if um you know if we, we've talked about Tyon and kluber and the idea of trying to keep all those guys healthy but if their starting pitching is healthy and if they're productive what is the other what is another weakness on this yankees team what would what would keep them from uh you know, from doing what they what they set out to do. I, you know, I probably overall team defense. You know, maybe maybe could be looked at. Uh, can Glaber Torres uh, be the answer at shortstop? Yeah. Can Gary Sanchez handle the pitching staff behind the plate? Um, you know, can Clint Frazier play left field? Yeah. You know, I, I would say those are the things that probably, if you're looking for. You know, something to pick apart. If you're looking for something to look for, uh, to me, that would be overall team defense, how well they play, how well they support their pitching staff. Uh, we know offensively it's going to be fun to be a pitcher on the Yankees. Generally, <laughs> yeah. you're going to get you're going to get some run support. You know, Jacob DeGrom would win 25 games if he pitched on the Yankees over the last couple of years. So yeah. run support matters for starting pitchers. And, uh, you know, that, that part is covered, it seems. The other part of catching the ball, the defensive part, you know, that might be a part you want to watch. Yeah, I think, you know, Mets, same thing with uh, defense. That's uh, That's been an Achilles heel for them over the years, to, to say the least. But I, I, just a question off that, if I can, Coney, with, uh, and I don't know how well you know him, but you've seen James McCann, of course, from the other league, and he's behind the plate for the Mets this year. And I think a big improvement there. Just your thoughts on him and, and handling a pitching staff in that. Yeah, you know, it seems like everywhere he's been, he's widely respected. He's a real leader, a real take-charge guy, kind of a late bloomer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the the offensive explosion really happened just the last couple of years, almost out of nowhere. So, uh, you know, his timing is right. Uh, you know, he's doing the right thing at the right time when the Mets had a need, and certainly some other teams as well. So he was a hot commodity. And uh, it was almost as if, too, that he was benefited by having real Muto on the market too, it was almost like uh, he was the bargain deal yeah. compared yeah. to Rio Muto, yeah. who you had to pay top dollar for. So it almost feels like he he slid in there and benefited from that too as well. So mm-hmm. uh, yes, it's a it's a great signing for the Mets. Um, he's going to have to get up to speed in a hurry, which I'm sure he will, to work with this great Mets pitching staff, and then namely Jacob Degrom. That's the guy you want to. You want to get into his hip pocket in spring training if you're McCann and learn everything you can about what he likes to do because that's how important Jacob DeGrom is to the overall pitching staff. So it's going to be fun to watch those guys work and see how quickly they can get in sync, you know, after really probably just meeting each other a few weeks ago. Yeah. 
It's just after 11.30 now on Sunday. Is the bar open yet? Are we? Are we? Can we, can we come over? The, the lights are on twenty four seven here. It? So, yes, yeah, it is open. That's great. Uh, Coney likes to show off the bar. It's it's you know he's got a backdrop with the yes logo on it, so we can't see the whole thing. But uh, broadcasting, I'm I'm sure you're looking forward to broadcasting from the stadium again at some point. But broadcasting from your own bar isn't a bad thing either. You know, there's pros and cons. It's lonely. <laughs> uh, you can't, you know, you have to wait for the delay on the television monitor. But, yeah. uh, you know, it, it is, I never thought we could do this sort of a thing, uh, Sweeney and Ed. You guys have been in the business a long time. And what's happened in this business is just remarkable how we've been able to adapt and still kind of make it work. Uh, it is not the same, though. It's not the same right. as being uh, there at the stadium. Uh, no. as actually, I heard you guys talking before about, actually meeting and talking to guys, seeing the backfield and spring yeah, training, all the yeah. little nuances. Yeah. There's so many nuances that you guys touched on so, so, so beautifully is, you know, that are missing that, 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 that you know, they're not the same. There's no way to hey, replace those sorts of things. You know what, Coney said what some of the players uh, were saying the other day and, and it's, you were expecting, you know, the fans are back and that was obviously they were looking forward to that. But a lot of guys mentioned the smell of the hot dogs, the popcorn, <laughs> the stand, they, you know, you, you don't you didn't have that yeah you know, no concessions you had, right? you had fake crowd noise but uh, that that was it from last year no no concessions uh, no anything they and they missed that that was one of the first things they picked up on it's a great point yes uh, the, the sights and sounds and smells of the ballpark right that is yeah. so true and uh, you know we got it on the broadcasting level too I mean I was bringing sack lunches to Yankee Stadium last <laughs> yeah, year yeah yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, yeah exactly. I was very hungry all year long. <laughs> I got to bring my sack lunch a lot of days. So. That's so the only reason O'Neal game. stayed at home, because he could eat all day. Imagine him going to the ballpark yeah. and not being able to eat. Goodness. No. Some long games and a lot of cups of coffee. That's for sure. Are you on the game? Yeah, yes has the game again tomorrow afternoon. Are you on that one? Yankees-Phillies. Is that you? No, I'm not. I was front-loaded this spring. I'm done yeah. for the spring. So oh, okay. I'll yeah, on, I'll, yeah. I think O'Neal's going to step in now. Excellent. Yeah. So Studio 21 is, is on, on deck, and uh, I'll be ready for opening day. All right. Well, leave a light on for us at the bar. Thanks for giving us a couple minutes, and uh, we both look forward to seeing you at the ballpark again, Conan. Thanks so much. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, good talking to you guys. Thanks. Okay. All right. David Cohen from the Yes Network. Uh, man, is he one of the smartest people to talk to when you no, think about you know going through uh, yeah. all the little nuances of the game? And on a hitting side, too, you know, as a pitcher, you study that stuff uh, mm-hmm. to get the guys out. He's – He's really fun, and he, he, you know, you don't. He doesn't dumb it down for anybody. He's he knows how to he knows how to get his point across. Really good. Coney does a he does a tremendous. Listen, he was a great pitcher. I I always loved uh, always loved watching him. You know, uh, his art on the mound. But uh, but listening to him, you know, as as an analyst, he's. Uh, He's conquered that too. Does it's an education, it. man, for all of yeah. us. You know, no, matter, he does a great job with it. You yeah. Watch the game a long time. You think you know a lot of things about it. David Cohn will teach you something new every time you uh, listen yeah. to a game. So, yep. always fun to listen to him, and always fun to catch up with him on the radio. So, thanks so much to David. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.